0: Well, November might not quite be over, but we find ourselves in the last week of our November is for Thanksgiving sermon series. And we've spent some time talking about how we're thankful for the past, thankful for God's provision in our lives, the things that we see that get us through each day. Last week, we reflected on what it means to be thankful even now in the present when we have all these things competing for our attention, all these stresses and struggles that we experience in life, trying to pull us away from the perspective that we still live lives of thankfulness. Because even in those trials and struggles and stressors, Jesus is with us. His promise to spirit is at work in our hearts so we can even be thankful and and full of gratitude in the now. So today we turn our heads and our hearts towards the future. How can we be thankful for what's to come? Those promises that God has given us that haven't yet been realized. We find ourselves in a similar situation that the people of Israel found themselves in at the time of Isaiah. It's around 700 BC, 700 years before Jesus came onto the scene. The people of Israel are are worried about possible invasions coming their way from rivaling kingdoms, greater nations that are about to overtake them. They had turned their way, uh, they had turned their backs on God. They had stopped listening to his prophets and paying attention to his commands. And so Isaiah, the prophet who we are hearing from today, he finds himself shouting at a nation that doesn't want to listen, trying to inform rulers who, who want to go their own way instead of God's way. And he's warning them about the future that's to come, but also delivering these promises of what it's going to mean when God's salvation plan comes into full existence, full reality, when those, those plans of bringing his people back to himself will finally be realized. And as we listen to those promises for the people of Israel, We also are going to hear how that informs our attitudes now of the coming future, what it means that God's return through his son Jesus coming back to earth to establish that eternal kingdom, how can we have thankful hearts thinking about that reality as well? Let me read to you from Isaiah 51. We'll just be spending time on a few verses from Isaiah 51, but listen to these, listen to these promises. Listen to me, my people, hear me, Israel, for my law will be proclaimed, and my justice will become a light to the nations. My mercy and justice are coming soon, your salvation is on the way, I will rule the nations. They will wait for me and long for my power. Look up to the skies above and gaze down on the earth beneath, for the skies will disappear like smoke, and the earth will wear out like a piece of clothing. The people of earth will die like flies, but my salvation lasts forever, my righteous rule will never end. These words from Isaiah paint an interesting picture. This picture of what it means that God's law, his promises, his deliverance, his justice, his rule, is coming to the earth and there will be a time when the whole earth recognizes and acknowledges the greatness of our God, the truth of this one creator who put this whole earth together, who redeemed it through his son, who is at work in it even now through his spirit, there will come a time where the whole earth recognizes his power, will, will long for it, ask for it, rejoice in it. But that time is going to come after the things of this world have passed away. We all are familiar with this idea that things in life often don't last forever. Two years from now, I probably won't own this T-shirt. It's going to be worn out by then. Uh, three years or four years from now, we're going to need different books on the shelf because they'll be worn out from our reading them if you're still reading paper books. Uh, maybe three or four years from now, you have to re- replace the iPhone in your pocket. The point is these things in this life don't last forever. They, they will pass away. They will get worn out. They will break down. They'll need to be replaced. But God says in His Word, His Word that never passes away, that His law, His justice, His ruling hand, is not something that's going to wear out. But instead, when it comes, it's going to be an eternal reality. It's going to reset the pace. Though though, people in life, in this earthly life, we we have an expiration date. There's a time where our bodies will fail us. The truth is that God is coming to establish a time, a rule, a kingdom that will have no end. Where, where the people inhabiting it will not have an expiration date, will not fall ill to diseases, will not have to fear the, 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 the pain of death. Listen to this word again from, from verse 5. My mercy and justice are coming soon. Your salvation is on the way. I will rule the nations. They will wait for me and long for my power. What is it about this future that God is promising that we can get excited about, that's going to shape our thankfulness even today? Well, listen to those verses, those words again. The salvation, the mercy is coming. It's, it's coming toward us. God is delivering that mercy and salvation and justice to us. We can look at our lives just like the people of Israel did. They remembered God's powerful actions in the past. They looked back at the time of his rescue of them from Egypt. They were slaves for centuries and yet God rescued them out, brought them into a promised land and established them as a nation. They knew that God did these things. They remembered them from the past. And they looked forward. They knew that God had promised a Savior. They knew He would establish this new time of life, this time when when because of the Messiah that would come through His nation, the whole earth would recognize His power. Now you and I, We live at a time where we can look across the world. We can see the church as it's growing all over the place. Whether it be in, in a country like our own where we have the freedom and privilege to worship the God we believe in. Or it be in situations and countries where that freedom is non-existent. Where the church gathers illegally, secretly, the underground church, worshiping in houses, meeting at secret times, and yet even in those places where it's under great pressure. The church is expanding and exploding to more and more and more lives and families and people. You see, the rule and reign of God is happening even right now as we speak, as we think, as we pray, and as we worship our God, that reality, that 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 realization of His promise, that someday the nations would look to Him, is our assurance that this future that He promises will also come in reality as well. We look ahead to the future. We know that God is bringing about an eternal kingdom where we will not have to live in fear, where we will not have to be in competition for people's attention, where the the distractions of daily life, those stressors that pile upon us, those mistakes in our past will no longer weigh on us. God is promising that there is going to be a time where we can simply dwell in his presence with one another, where that unity is going to be the characteristic of our existence. And in that moment of perfect unity, that perfect future, we have the certainty and assurance to make it through today. We look ahead, thankful for the promises that we know will come true. Thankful that we know God will fulfill His promises because He has been good to His people in the past. He has proven Himself worthy of our trust. He has proven Himself time and time again. We can look at it in our lifetime. He provides for us what we need to live. We can look at it in the lifetime of the church. He has provided assurance and made true his promises to his people of Israel. He has grown his church across the world. And so you and I, today at this time, we look forward and we know that there is a future that is ours, that is secure for us. There's a time when we can rely on God's promises. It's gonna take us through the troubles of today. And you and I can trust in that promise of the future because God's promises are good for you and for me. It might be easy to look at something like Isaiah and just say to ourselves, well, that might have been great for the people of Israel. You know, that's, that's great that they had a prophet who listened to God's promises, but here I am today. I'm going through my life. I, I just don't know that I can hear the word of God like his prophets did. Well, let me tell you this. We trust in these promises of God because we have the account. We have the, the, the history. We have the story of Jesus, God's Son, in our hearts and minds. It's been passed to you and me. We know that He performed miracles. We know He gave great teaching. But most importantly, we know that when He was put to death, He rose back to life, just like God said He would. That's the the focal point, the foundation, the core of our belief In God's promises. We know the future that he promises is coming to us because we can rely on the account of the past. Let the Holy Spirit continue to grow you and pull you into a deeper understanding of what it means that God's promises count for you because his son was raised from the dead. So also we will be raised after we die into this heavenly eternal kingdom. We're thankful for God's provision in the past. We're thankful for his sustenance in the present. And we are so thankful for the assurance and confidence we have in the future that is to come. Let that thankfulness for the future guide you throughout this week as we continue to be the church together and witness to the world through that unity and togetherness of gratitude that we have as we carry out not only today and tomorrow, but in the weeks to come. Let that thankfulness for the future drive you into a life of joy.